Delane Bray is reporting for duty to bring physical and health education with a noble purpose. You're listening to Delane Bray's radio show at DelaneBrays.com. We are Avengers of Health. Welcome, Brays. I'm Ron Jones with Enid Whitaker from Bonnie Pruden Myotherapy Incorporated. She's coming to us live from Tucson, Arizona. Enid, welcome to the show on Family Fitness today. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to have you back. It's always so good to talk to you, and I've been uh, checking in with you a little bit this last week, and I know you're doing okay there, so that sounds great. So in view of the situation, it's uh, March 20th, 2020. A lot of people uh, in the country and around the world are, are you know, kind of stuck at home and not uh, able to go out and do the things that they're normally able to do. And many people are thinking about exercising at home. And, of course, history is such a great guide here. And I started thinking about the simplicity of what Bonnie's work taught us for so many decades and uh, mentioned it to you, and you said, yes, let's do a show. So what I'd like to do, Enid, is focus on very simple things that people can do at home for exercise that don't require much or any equipment, and uh, talk a little bit about Bonnie Pruden's philosophy on that. And for those of you that don't know, Enid can explain more in a moment, but Bonnie Pruden was one of the leading experts in American fitness for many, many decades, and I just have so much respect for her work. I wanted to start with this, though, and, and, and Bonnie said this a lot over the years, that really physical fitness should start at home, and it, it should be the center of that physical education should be at home with the parents. And what, what do you have to say on that, Enid? Um, yes, and it should start at birth. And she was the one that introduced a fitness from the cradle in Sports Illustrated back in 1960, I think it was. Um, and then when she went on the Today Show, she only, only had a few minutes each time she was on, and her focus was always, what can I tell people to do that they can do at home with their families and it doesn't take a lot of money, time, or equipment? Right. So, so that was always how she um, looked at things. How can I help people do what they need to do and she was the first, I know the first woman to be in the Today Show with an exercise segment, but was she also the first person to have that spot? I believe she was, because um, it was right after that, that uh, or right before that, when she was um, at the White House with Eisenhower at his request to report on the unfitness of American children as compared to other children around the world. And then she went on the home show, which was a family fitness show. And then when that closed, she went on the Today Show. Okay, so she, she had a lot of, I mean, she was very family-oriented and very physical education-oriented. Um, what I'm seeing now, and I, I think people's intent is there, their heart is there, but there's a lot of people rushing to the Internet to provide you know, workouts for kids, and as a physical educator, I always have to take a step back. And I know people don't like to hear it, but if you don't know how to move well, just moving haphazardly and moving more isn't 
isn't really going to help the situation in the long term. It might be kind of a short-term solution. But really, it's uh, Bonnie was very big on, you know, on, on educating people how to move properly, too. I, I have to start with this, though, in the book, because I one of the books you suggested that we take a close look at today, and I really agree now that I got it back out, is How to Keep Your Family Fit and Healthy. And she wrote this in 1975. And one of the things I like about Bonnie Eden is she wasn't afraid to just speak very directly. Of course, she always had a lot of helpful hints and solutions, but I'm going to read this on page one. The kings of ancient times had a special way of dealing with bad news. They killed the messengers who delivered it to them. The message that I have been bearing is this. American children are in terrible physical shape. They are, in fact, among the weakest youngsters in the world. Their condition is certainly not their fault. Rather, it is the fault of their elders who have achieved the dubious distinction of creating within a rich and technologically advanced society a generation of weaklings. And I I say this up front because I think we have a great opportunity here to change that in view of the situation. I mean, if there was not a better wake-up call, uh, I'd like to hear one, right? And so are we going to figure it out and and get back to some basics, or are we not? Well, I, I think a lot of people don't even know what the basics are. This is true. I was speaking to Doug Orchard, the filmmaker, today, and a lot of people don't know what they don't know because they don't know what to look for. They don't even know that they don't know. You know? Yeah. A a movement of vocabulary is what everybody needs. It's like a bank account. And the more that you have stored in it, the more you can draw from it. And simple things like running, hopping, skipping, jumping, sliding, and galloping are basic movements that everybody needs. Right. But we now we don't even do those anymore. One of the simplest things that you could do is get a jump rope and start jumping at home. Right. It doesn't take <laughs> um, a lot of space, you know. Yeah, right. And um, so even putting on music, I don't know what, about anybody else, but what I've observed is that if you put music on, you can't help moving. Right. And that applies to most people, even though they think, well, that's dancing. It's not really dancing. It's moving to music. And the music always tells you what to do. It tells you whether to hop, skip, waltz, jump, go fast, go slow. Um, it tells you all those things. So one of the basic parts of Bonnie's program so we can take this in today as, as people are fumbling around and trying to figure out what to do. Rather, let, let's bring in some music as an option with whatever exercise or movement you're doing. But what's different about Bonnie's approach and, and, and the previous approaches that used music in physical education or exercise settings is that the music was timing the movement. This is one of the things I learned from you in a visit to Tucson, Eden as opposed to many times a day, the music is, music is just background, if, right. if, if nothing right. else, almost a distraction. Yeah. But if um, you pick into the rhythm of the music and the timing and the beat, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like poetry, you know, reading with the beat and a meter and a rhythm. Right. Uh, the, the other thing we have to realize right now is that uh, everybody's uptight. They don't know what's going to happen. And so there's a lot of tension. Right. And... 
when you have tension in your muscles, you start to get pain. The fastest way to get rid of that tension is to move. So not only does the music tell you what to do, but music lifts your spirit. And that's what we need now. We need to find ways to lift our own spirit. Right. Um, and that can be done partly through music and through moving. Bonnie was such a beautiful person to watch in motion. I mean, some of the, the vintage videos that you've shared with me, um, even, you know, when she was well over 50 years old, there was just such a rhythmic quality. It just felt good, like from a visceral level. Even if you don't know movement and physical education, I think people can look at that and just feel like that that must be good for a, a body and a person. And so... Well, so use, okay. using the music to help us with rhythmic movement that unwinds tension, I think, is a very definitely a very important point today. Mm-hmm. Well, Bonnie's background was um, she 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 was born in 1914. So in the 20s and in in, in the late teens, she she was at the German torn fries that were still in. York area. Right. She went to the Finnish Hall, and she also was in the a Russian School of Ballet. So she had lots of different modalities that she took from and learned from, and they were all different, but they all gave her a blend, which made made this blend something was that was unique to her. Also, she was an athlete, so the prudent method of exercise is a blend of all of these things that she grew up with. Right, and she was raised at the tail end of that classical era of physical education, which was around 1885 to 1920, not specifically, but generally in there. I know on another show we did a few years ago, you you mentioned the the story that Bonnie told of, you know, she was you know, wonderfully engaged with all these pieces of equipment as a little girl that had gymnastics and dance focus, and then she came in one day and it was all gone. Because the philosophy of PE had changed, and we went to that sport model with a lot of balls and right at the at the time of the depression. Right, right, um, yeah. Because in those days, it was very you know they're very technique oriented, and and people improved skill levels. They just didn't work out. That was one of the things I got from my studies. It wasn't just going into work out. It was you know it was improving your skill levels, and that that's a completely different philosophy of of training as opposed to today. If you ask somebody, well, what did you, what did you learn today after your exercise session? They might look at you like you have the coronavirus or something, you know? <laughs> so I'd like to talk about this book. Now I had mentioned a couple other books and I, you know, I routinely, you know, tell people any book you can buy or get by Bonnie Pruden is worth having in your library and worth looking at and reading. Um, but you had mentioned this book in particular, How to Keep Your Family Fit and Healthy, and I haven't looked at it in a while, and I just opened it up. It's a treasure trove of directions on how to do things at home, and I think it, it, it's just so relevant uh, today in March 2020. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that book? I mean, it's got all—it's got hundreds of photos in here on how to do things from— flexibility to strength, to making simple pieces of equipment, to using your own uh, things at home, whether it be the stairs or the curb or the tree or 
you know, things you can commonly find in the garage, a broomstick. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And like you told me a long time ago, Enid, we don't need to recreate the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, another part of Bonnie's personality was that basically she was a kid. Mm -hmm. And so he felt that exercise needed to be enjoyable. And that so she was always looking for ways to make movement and exercise enjoyable. And so she would take simple things that you could find around the house. When people look around the house, they don't think of a chair as a piece of equipment. Right. They don't think of stairs as equipment. They don't think of um, maybe of some paddles, some paddles or some a wand or a broomstick or a towel as equipment. Mm-hmm. But all, those are all pieces of equipment, and they they are shown in all of her books on how to use the simple things that you can find around the house. Right. And um, in the past, when we've been working together and done our YouTube things, you know, we've shown quite a few of those. We showed how to use paddles with streamers. We showed foot exercise. We showed wands and broom handles and all kinds of things. So. If people go even to your YouTube, right. they're going to see a lot of things that can be used in different ways. True. So that, was, that would be one, one place, if, if you're listening to us, it's one thing, but if you can see it, it's another thing. Right, and uh, when I post the show, I'll, I'll put a link to that Bonnie Pruden playlist on the YouTube channel for Lean Brace so people can check out uh, some of the things we've, we've been doing for years, actually, to share some of these simple ideas. Um, I'm just flipping through the book as we're talking, and, and uh, the infamous uh, Bonnie Pruden sawhorses are in there, which I just think were brilliant. Uh, it was a special kind of sawhorse that Bonnie designed to do exercises on so it wouldn't tip over. It looks like a regular sawhorse until you really think about how it's designed. It was very, very sturdy. And, right. You, and, can walk, you can walk to the end of the, right. the sawhorse without it tipping. And we actually did a pretty detailed video just on the, the sawhorse and, and some of the equipment um, one day when I was in Tucson. So those things will require a little bit more expertise in putting things together. But, you know, there's something in this book for everyone, even if you have zero equipment, because a lot of it's just body weight based. Well, what I think one of the more ingenious things that she created was what, what can you do in your garage? Right. And um, there were all kinds of things you can do in your garage. If you just, um, even using that tape, you can buy at Ace Hardware that has that's colored red and blue and so forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can make different designs on the floor of your garage, even like a cross. Kids can figure out all kinds of things to do with a green or red or blue cross. Jump forward, jump backward, jump sideways. Dump your hands and feet, just with a piece of tape on the floor. That's true. I had, um, you know, teaching um, pre-kindergarten to sixth grade, I I did some things like that with my kids, Um, and just just using a plus design or an X design with different hopping-type drills and things like that. And and if you don't have a garage, you can do it in your living room. It's not, it doesn't take that much space to exercise if you just use your common sense. Right. And if you really want to do it. Well, that's true. 
you can't make someone want to learn, you know. That, <laughs> that was a, a veteran PE teacher passed that on uh, to me the last year, and that, that's true. You can't make a person want to learn, um, no matter how good you think you are, right? And um, when people think of Frisbees, they think of one Frisbee, and they think of throwing the Frisbee. Right. But if you have two Frisbees and some good march music, you can bang them together. You can do it under your, under your leg, behind your back, in front of you, on top of your head with somebody else's two Frisbees. There's a million things you can do with two Frisbees. Right. They, they, don't, they just don't have to be tossed. Right. They can be right. clapped. Yes. People like, especially and kids, yeah. little kids like yeah. clapping. Exactly. So you, you don't have to be spending a lot of money. You don't have to be leaving your home. All you have to do is look around and say, what, what can I do with this? Right. If you have a floor like linoleum, Mm-hmm. You can take pot holders and put two under your hands and put your music on, and the music will tell you what to do. Use them as if you were scrubbing the floor, but use them in all directions, out to the side, in circles, back and forth, and then you can put them under your knees and do the same thing. So there's a, a million ways to do You can stand up and if you have uh, a floor, a hall with, with without a rug, Scooch down the hall like you were skating or skiing. Right, right. And in, in fact, they've used, uh, well, there's a fancy name for them now, but basically it's like a furniture mover pad that the furniture movers use to slide things around that are heavy. You place those under your hand. You can slide your um, foot or hand out into an extended stretch position, um, which actually is an amazing way to stretch. You know, right. these little glide pads, and but you, as you said, if if you're careful, you just put a towel down on some linoleum and kind of get out and stretch and strengthen that way too. Yeah, there's just so much uh, to do, and the the book has uh, many things for just for body weight only and tumbling. It's got running and stretching and corrective exercises, things you can do with um, a, a wand or you know basically a stick, a long stick. Um, there's a section in here, it was kind of funny, I'm looking at it on page 112, and it's basically acro yoga, which is kind of a, a trendy thing to do today, but acrobatic yoga with partners, but, you know, here it is on page 112, it's uh, acro yoga, <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie's version in 1975. So, um, uh, another thing to think about, um, it, most everybody is, is taking this very seriously and hunkering down in their home. So they're in there 24-7. Right. And um, the, the, the thing is, going back to the tension and the buildup of tension again, you can't just exercise at 8 o'clock on Monday morning. That's not going to do the trick. Right. When you're under tension all day, like we are now right. in this world, you have to get rid of the tension on a regular basis. So it's not like you have to spend an hour doing your exercise, you can spend five minutes doing your exercise. And that gets rid of the tension until the next hour. Then you do it again. And one of the things that Bonnie did was she had the 10 penny exercise. Mm-hmm. And she did it in the bathroom because she had quite a large bathroom. But you could do it anywhere. But she put 10 pennies in a cup on one side of the sink and an empty cup on the other side. And then... She decided on three or four exercises 
you would do that day. Mm-hmm. Usually they, um, they, they wear different parts of the body, like you might do a swimming motion for the upper body and a waist twist for the middle of the body and then knee bends and then something to do with the feet up and down. Mm-hmm. And she would decide, I'm go- every time I go into the bathroom, I'm going to do 10 of each of these exercises. And then I'm going to drink a glass of water, and I'm going to put a penny from the ten-penny cup over into the empty cup. So drinking a glass of water, which you need to do anyway, right, means that you're going to be back in the bathroom soon. <laughs> and when you're back there, then you do another ten ex- ten of the exercises. Put your penny in the other cup. Right. Drink your water. Go on your way. So by the end of the day. Maybe you've done the ten pennies, or maybe you still owe one or two. Mm-hmm. But but you but you've done it all day long, which is getting rid of the tension before it has time to accumulate in the muscle and start causing you muscle pain. And a lot of the movements she would have done and did do were the rhythmic, unwinding tension type of movements. So right, right. Um, and, she and she, also on on those. Yeah. We did some um, warm-up exercise. Yes, I was just thinking, I, I, I will share this week or over the weekend the Daily Dozen video we did because that's a great little routine for the kids to learn at home with their parents. Right. And then they can laugh at me trying to keep up with you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people are worried about, um, you know, aerobic exercise of some kind. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the little videos that we did, I did a foot a foot routine. Right, yeah. And that only not only strengthened your lower leg and your feet, but it was definitely aerobic. Oh yeah, totally. And that was just in a like a I don't know, a five by five space in the middle of the living room. Right. Yeah. I had a soldier once in Baghdad before the uh the emphasis went over to Afghanistan, and she she wrote me for help because she had to, I guess, periodically they have to do a test to get promotions and things like that, and and um, their quarters were extremely cramped. I mean, she literally had, like, a five-by-five five section inside of this barricaded dorm area to exercise, and I I had to sit down and think of things she could do in that, that kind of space. It was... Very, very small. But, you know, if that's what you've got, you figure it out and, and you make it work, you know? Make well, it a- I, I also have a blog that I do every month, and um, there are lots of uh, the blogs that have to do with exercise. Yes. So that's another place that you can look for some, some techniques or ideas. Yeah, you've got some great content in there with references to um, the different books or sometimes videos and things that people can look at right. um, on a more classical approach um, that Bonnie and, and others use. don't forget, use. if you have a new baby, that baby needs to be exercised. Right. Birth so to, birth what to Bonnie six. always suggested was that with every diaper change, you do a couple of exercises with the baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then you have baby has your undivided attention, mm-hmm. and in no time at all, he, he knows that whenever there's a diaper change, there's going to be a few exercises. 
Well, and you can so, you can count like a, a little mini uh, baby version of uh, calisthenics there. You know, the foot taps right, and right. the foot to well, the hand, and you know. Yeah. Well, as I as I mentioned before, Bonnie introduced fitness from the cradle in Sports Illustrated. I believe it was nineteen sixty. Mm-hmm. But also, she had a record called Fitness for Baby and You. It was half of the record was for the mom mm-hmm. done before and after the baby arrived. And then there were exercises for the baby. <laughs> I've always wanted to make that into a DVD. Mm. And um, back last year, I met two moms who were in their third trimester. Mm-hmm. And they both agreed to start their baby with exercise at birth. Wow. So I gave them, I gave them a CD version of the record. Mm-hmm. And six months later, we videotaped. And we're just about, uh, we're editing it now, mm-hmm. and it's going to soon be available. Oh, that's wonderful. That is so yeah. nice to do that. You know, I don't, I'm 82. I'm still doing my exercise. I don't have any pain. I attribute it to Bonnie's miraculous genius. Yeah. But, it, but it's one of the most exciting things I, I've been able to do, as far as I'm concerned, in the, in the last year or so. Well, that's wonderful, and I must say, and I'm, I'm, you know, I joke about trying to keep up with you in the Daily Dozen a few years ago, but it was true. Like I, I, I was struggling to keep your pace, and, and definitely was not on the quality mark that <laughs> that you had <laughs> achieved. And so, but it's it, and I'll point this out. So you're 82, but I also just interviewed uh, Roderick Nash, who is Jay Brian Nash's son, one of you know the, the greatest physical educators of the last 100 years was J.B. Nash. And Rod's 80, and he just went down the Grand Canyon solo in his boat, you know, and it was like a two-week trip, and he's 80. And he, and and I've, you know, worked with Jacob Monlux up in Seattle, who's in his 80s, and he's out, you know, building all kinds of things around the house and extremely active and walking every day. And so these are examples of, of what that lifestyle can produce in the later years. And I go back to Bonnie's warnings of what's happened to our youth. I mean, we have a—we really are in a a situation here where we have to get back to the basics, which is you must be physically fit and healthy, and that's just—you know, there's no—there's no—there's no nation in the history of civilization that has—has— endured with such high levels of obesity and disease, uh, America won't be the first. It won't be the first to do that. So the warning is very clear, and it has been for a long time, and here's our opportunity if we're going to have one. The warning came from Bonnie and Hans Krauss back at that Eisenhower meeting in 1955. Yes. When they warned, "This this is what's here, and if you don't do something about it, then this is what's going to happen and what you see that's epidemic today. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, we even knew in World War II that this, the soldiers weren't as uh, physically able um, to come in at the same level as in World War One, and we knew there was a problem. Uh, fortunately, in World War II, we were able to get back to the, the real PE people and put them in service right away, and, of course, the rest is history. But, but now... Um, you know, most of those people are gone. There are some people like you that were trained under the people that were there, but those those are few and far between. So, um, 
yes, we have an opportunity in it. You know, here it is. We have the time. <laughs> yeah, we have the time. So whether you've exercised never or always or sometimes, this is a good time to take stock and and start some kind of moving. Yes. Um, I just read what I consider to be a remarkable book by Twyla Sharp. Mm-hmm. She's a choreographer, a very famous choreographer. 76 now, and she wrote a book, not her first book, called Keep It Moving. Mm-hmm. And it's basically for people after, over 50. Right. But it's it's not, really. Mm-hmm. It's for everybody. And um, there are very few books that I w- read more than once, but that's one that I would read more than once. Okay. I've heard of her, yes, yeah, because I've researched dance as well. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Keep It Moving? Keep it moving, yeah. It's, it's a new book. It's just out. You can get it on your Kindle. You don't have to go to the library, which is closed now. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. You know, I researched Ruth St. Dennis out of the modern dance area. You know, she was popular 100 years ago. And she was dancing, you know, well into her, you know, late 70s and, and moving and, and doing things. So, again, it's it's we have wonderful examples of, of what quality activity can do. I mean, the people that are moving poorly and harshly and, and beating themselves up, I, I don't think they're going to be moving pain-free at 82. But if you move well, and this is why I, I, I made such an effort with my PE students the last year and a half while I had the chance to teach elementary PE to learn the quality of movement because I know how important that is for longevity and um, having a chance at having a good life. Very difficult to have a great life when you're in chronic pain. You know, I've worked with those people for years in corporate and it, that they really struggle. So, Well, an, another one, uh, the, the family fitness book doesn't have anything about myofony food and myotherapy in mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. which is a way to get rid of pain. Right. But um, another one of Bonnie's books is Bonnie's uh, guide, uh, fitness guide after 50. Mm-hmm. And so not only does she address how to get rid of muscle pain in that, but she has a whole section in the in it on uh, how to exercise and what you can do around the house. Mm-hmm. So that's another um, you know, something that people can get if they're interested. Okay. And if they're uh, older, over 50. Well, and those, but, and those could be adapted to younger people because quite oh. frankly, you know, working with you know, five-year-olds to 12-year-olds the last year and a half. Right. I would and say many of them don't move nearly as well as you do at 82. So working with them is almost like working with senior citizens. I mean, they're, they're, they're very tight. They're in pain. They're moaning and groaning. They're, they're, they're not moving well, you know. But, uh, they're, but today's kids are under stress. Yes. Yeah. And, and if they... If they don't have any physical education or any kind of movement, they're just going to start hurting sooner. Well, and I see that. I actually, yeah, I saw that definitely by third grade. Not so much in first and second, but definitely by third grade. I had kids moaning getting off the ground saying they their backs hurt. Third grade. Well, one, one of the, um, there were two things that caused back for the most part, and that's 
weak abdominals and tight hamstring muscles. Mm-hmm. Down, run down the back of your upper leg. Right. If you can't do a bent knee sit-up with your hands behind your neck and your feet held down, you have 50% chance of having low back pain. Right. No matter how old you are mm-hmm. or young. Mm-hmm. If you can't stand with your feet together, knees straight, and bend over and touch the floor, you have 50% chance of having low back pain. If you can't do either one of them, you're going to have it, or you already have it. Yeah, and you know, and and knowing what you're talking about, and 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 knowing about that test and the corrected drills, I did a did my best to give them the correct drills so they could do it. But I would say my student population, less than five percent of them could do both those things. And so where are you, where are you going to go if you can't do both those things when you're six or seven years old? Where is it going to go? Chronic back pain. You know, um, and we've resurrected another um, video of Bonnie. We've renamed it um, "Sit in Pain Free: The Bonnie Cooley Way." Mm-hmm. It's about eighty minutes long, and it it shows the Krauss Weber test how to how to how to know whether you're minimally fit or not. Right. What to do about it, and then there are vignettes through uh, throughout the whole thing, like. Um, Exercise around the house, um, baby exercise, um, how to use a pulley, how to use a rope in your doorway. Mm-hmm. And then Bonnie shows how to work on other people, finding the trigger points in all different parts of the body. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really a, a, a whole kind of vignette series of from birth to old age and even dogs. <laughs> Dogs have pain too. Yeah. Well, Bonnie used to always get the ones with the pain because they knew she could help them. If they sit around with their owners and don't do anything, I can understand <laughs> why. Well, this is very relevant. I'm very excited about. You know, I know you've been working on uh, bringing forth some of the the vault um, resources that have been in storage for so long, but it's it's so relevant right now because we, we really need um, some guidance from the past to move forward into the future. Bonnie, you know, as I look around, I've studied so many different people, Eden, as, Enid, as you know, and I, I, I put Bonnie right at the top because she, she knew the classical movement and the classical PE, and she knew the dance, but she had a way of just, you know, making it engaging and fun and, and, uh, and just very, very quality. You know, it wasn't just flopping around and working out. I mean, there was always such quality to her work, whether it was her writing or her her video film projects. Um, and what a legacy. What a legacy. And and, and so much um, can benefit us today. So when, um, and, and, you know, I've had, a, as we've done these projects over the years, I've had a lot of people ask me more about the Krauss-Weber test. So I think there's definitely an interest to see the actual test and how it's done, and uh, the corrected drills, and so to bring that out with Bonnie behind it is great. When do you think that will be ready? Um, probably, probably with within a few weeks. Oh, good timing then. Yeah, yeah. good timing. It's it's actually ready now. I just have to do a tweaking kind of thing. Okay. And the baby exercise one will be ready soon, also. Okay. And when it is, it will be on our website, BonnieCoops.com. Um, also, she, Bonnie did love to draw, and so she would make up these little things that you could do around the house, like this one that's called office stress relief, mm-hmm. things that you can do in the office. But so 
shows you what you can do in a matter of minutes, and then it tells you what you've accomplished in mm-hmm. that matter of minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody wants those kinds of things, um, all they have to do is, is email me, or um, and I'd be happy to do an attachment and send you those things. That's great, and I appreciate you you know, doing your part in that. I'll look forward to those coming out. When they come out, maybe we'll do another show and just focus on the content of those and help you promote those because I think that's a, a really great thing to have in the in the tool bag. Well, I, I think, um, you know, you, you have to hunker down, but this is the time to take care of yourself. Not just wash your hands, but start you, your fitness program. Right. So take care of your hands, but also take care of your muscles. Yes, and as we learn from history, the the muscles mold the mind. So, um, you know, my in my contemporary education, I was taught was taught that it was all about the brain. But as I got deeper into history, they talked about it was the muscles that that molded the mind and gave us the ability to think at a higher level. And in particular you know, the quality of movement through the hands and the feet because they're so loaded with nerves that are connected to the brain. So Exactly. And, which brings me to, you should um, take off your shoes. You can't build good muscles in your feet if you have um, shoes on. Right. That, that makes your um, foot into a hoof. Yes. And there are many nerve endings there. Mm-hmm don't go out barefoot anymore. We don't know what the grass feels like, the rain on the cement, the sand. That's true. And, um, at least inside, it's usually fairly safe to take off your shoes. And that's what you need to do. Well, that's a good point because, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I live in an area that has a lot of open green space, so I can go outside. And they have said, you know, it's okay to go out and hike and and go for a bike ride or a, a run and things like that. So I have access to very open areas where I have the ability to do proper social distancing and all that. But a lot of people are in an urban setting, and they're not going to get that opportunity. So if they're going to be in the house, they might as well work on their feet, right? <laughs> right. They take you where you want to go. And um, if you don't take care of them and if they start hurting, you don't go anywhere. This, this is a great opportunity to tell you the story when I first started teaching elementary PE and I I got there that I was kind of in the shell shock the first few days I'm like oh my goodness what am I going to do what what am I going to see what do the kids really need first and it was rather overwhelming and I there were so many different things they needed and and um, I'm just kind of staring at it and my PE classes were you know 90 to 120 kids I mean, even in kindergarten, I had 50-plus kindergartners at the same time. So it's a little ominous. But I, as I looked out there, I just started thinking of what I've learned from a 30,000-foot view. And I thought, they they don't know where their feet are. They literally are not connected to their feet. This is what I started noticing. So one of the things I did right up front the first week is I started working on getting them to think about their feet, connect to their feet, having their feet in a in a good just overall standing posture. And 
and then it was just rhythm. They didn't have a sense of rhythm as a as a group of young people. Um, a few did, but most did not. And so, from a nice standing, you know, good quality posture position, I I worked on some just rhythmic breathing that involved arm movements with very um, high quality. Uh, hand and wrist movements attached to it, almost like they were swimming in, in water. So right up front, I started with feet and quality of movement and rhythm and balance. In ancient Greece, the two big things that they prioritized were rhythm and balance. So it's nothing new. It was just me reaching back, and I thought a lot about Bonnie and, and the quality of movement that she put into her her arms and legs and hands, and that went into how I taught my five-year-olds to move. Um, um, speaking about breathing, yes, we all need to. <laughs> um, but but one of my blogs, the most recent one, is um, and you can't do anything about the breathe mm-hmm. because people don't use the entire lung. Um, they just do more or less shallow breathing unless they're an athlete right. of some kind. And there are three dimensions in the lung. If you put your hand on your abdominals, you can abdominal breathe. Mm-hmm. If you put it be just below your um, chest, that's the middle of the lung. But what about the top? Mm-hmm. So this whole blog tells you what to do about with, with breathing. And, and some people are stuck at home and they really can't do anything, but they can lie on the bed and they can go through this breathing exercise. So you we'll s- give them a shot of oxygen to their brain. Well, that's a good way to start. So basically using the whole bag instead of just part of the bag. To right. Breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll have to check that out. I haven't seen that one yet. Well, Enid, thanks so much. I, I'll uh, hook up some of the things we talked about today directly so people can go right to them and consider reading them. Or uh, I know the book, the one book is on your website. It's $5. I mean. Yeah. $5. That's actually best, costs more to send it than it does to buy it. <laughs> best $5 you could ever spend right now, I'll tell you. That's Right, yeah. Yep. Y- you could keep busy the, the next year and a half easily just with what's in that one book, you know. Okay. So it, if anybody needs me, all I have to do is, is uh, email me. Go to, my, go to the website and then Yes, can you give the website address for us, please? It's, it's bonnieprudent.com, and Pruden has two Ds. Okay, and I'll, I'll hook up the link as well. And on that website, the the phone number and email and all that stuff is right. easily accessed. The blog is there, the bookstore. Yep, uh, and they can sign up for my um, newsletter also. Yes, which I get. The monthly newsletter, which is inspired by Bonnie. So it's basically about Bonnie and different things about her, her philosophy, why mm-hmm. she did different things. And, uh, so and hopefully... We'll have more people on that. Yeah, and hopefully on the other side we'll we'll see some workshops again. I know you do live workshops there in Tucson, although those obviously are off the table for the it's moment. right now. Yeah. But we do have technology, and, and we can leverage that a bit, So, and we're doing that today remotely. So thank you again, Eden. Uh, take care. And Sit, be happy. There you go. That's what Bonnie used to say. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye.
You've been listening to the Lean Braze radio show at theleanbraze.com. Until next time, keep moving well to think well, and don't forget, be strong to be useful, get fit, and be happy.